As a small business owner, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the pressure of choosing the right hire or leading a team? Or have you ever found yourself tolerating a bad hire because you fear trying and failing again as you repeat the hiring process? If so, you're not alone and you are in the right place. Welcome to the Growing Your Team podcast. The Growing Your Team podcast teaches business owners like you to expand your unique business by teaching you to master the hiring and team management process. Hiring and managing a team does not have to be a challenge. You just have to learn to do it right. And the Growing Your Team podcast teaches you how to become a confident leader who hires right every single time. Now, let's jump into the show where each episode, you will learn tips on how to identify what type of help you need on your team, how to source amazing candidates, how to conduct interviews that lead you to your idea team member, how to onboard successfully, and how to lead every person in your business so you have a team of rock stars who you are happy to pay every single paycheck. So let's jump in and teach you how to hire like a pro. Hello, Judy Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. We're getting close to the end of the year, which means you might be starting to plan for next year. And so I want to give you a little tip on hiring and go through one of the uh, questions and then uh, topics that typically shock a lot of business owners when we're going to work together. So when I'm meeting with a potential client, one of the questions I always get is, how long does the hiring process take? If I work with you, how long will it take until I have my new team member on my team? And the answer always shocks people at first. And I always say it takes six to eight weeks to get a good quality team member on your team. And they're always like, oh my gosh, I needed a team member yesterday, like six to eight weeks. That is just way too long. Why does it take so long? And then I break down for them why it takes so long to get quality team members. Yes, this is an average. So there are some hiring processes and sign positions where things will just flow so easy and you'll be able to get a member on your team so much quicker. Then there are other times where maybe you're in a market and you're hiring someone where the candidates are few and far between. So you're going to have to wait and do some additional work to get those great candidates. Or what people typically don't like to hear is it's taking longer than eight weeks because you are dragging your feet as doing the work that needs to get done, scheduling the interviews, and making the decisions. So six to eight weeks is the average. Yes, it can be a little quicker, it can be longer, but that is the average. And here is why it takes so long. Here is why you can't bank on hiring someone tomorrow if what you're focusing on is getting good quality team members versus just putting a butt into a seat. So the first step is you have to determine who is your idea candidate. This is not just the tasks that need to get done, but what it means to be successful in the role, what it means to be successful in the company, what it means to be successful when working with you, because chances are this team member is going to work very closely with you. 
Step two, once you determine all this, you have to write the job posting and the interview guides. Yes, you need to pre-plan your interview questions. Your interview questions cannot be the same from one position to the next because the positions aren't the same. So why are we asking the same questions to uncover the same information if they're gonna be doing different jobs? Each question you ask needs to be specific to your idea candidates. If the question does not help you identify something about your idea candidate, it's a waste of a question. Will questions repeat themselves from position to position within your company? Yes, some of them will. Some of those things to really determine if this person's gonna fit in your culture will repeat themselves from interview guide to interview guide. Most of your questions will not and should not. So you need to write at least two interview guides, yes, two, because you need to meet with a candidate or have someone meet with that candidate twice before a decision is made. Why? Because typically that first interview is shorter because you don't wanna have to have a long interview or take a lot of time with a candidate that's not really a good fit. And second, there will be candidates that you love from that first round of interviews, that you think you are 100% giving a job to and they come in for that second interview and you can tell within the first three minutes that nope, they're no longer a fit, they're not right, because that second interview is different, you're just seeing that candidate again, they're coming in and, and not repeating themselves, they're telling you new and different information. So sometimes those candidates you love will be a big no for that second interview, which means you need two interview guides. All right, so you have everything prepared, so step three is you post the job. People can't apply if they don't know that you're hiring, so you post the job out there on the applicable job boards and announce it to your network. Then the candidates start coming in. You have to make time on your schedule to review all applications. This could be three applications, it could be 200, and you have to find the time. And let me tell you a tip. This is not something that you can sit there and say, I'm gonna post it for a week and then sit down and review all, all applications. You need to be reviewing applications pretty frequently as they come in because we're still in a candidate market and candidates are moving. If they don't hear, with you, hear from you within a few days of applying, they've moved on to something else. So once, as you're reviewing applications, you need to go through and be scheduling your first round of interviews. Scheduling interviews is gonna take time. First off, I say first round of interviews should be about 30 minutes which means so each candidate you go to interview, you have to have a 30 minute block on your schedule to interview them. You also need to plan for the time that it's going to take to communicate with that candidate to get that interview scheduled. I'm a big fan of using a scheduling system, so we use Calendly here, so typically it's one email that goes out to that candidate, they schedule their interview, there's no back and forth because the system automatically does it. However, if you don't want to use a Calendly system or a similar system, you have to manually schedule interviews, which means there's some back and forth. Sometimes candidates are not going to get your first message because if you send an email, it's going to go to their spam. So you need to send some follow-ups with some candidates because, once again, it's not that they're ignoring your message, it's that they just didn't see it for one reason or another. There might be candidates into, based on how you want to schedule interviews that you're going to be calling them. It takes time to reschedule those interviews just to get them scheduled, and then it takes time to complete them because you have to get through these interviews. You then complete your first round interviews and make your decisions on who's moving on to the next round of interviews, which brings us to step seven, which is schedule those second round interviews. 
Step eight, complete those first round interviews. So once again, it takes time just to schedule the interviews, to find the time in your calendar, to contact candidates, to get them to respond. So even if they respond within 24 hours, that's still another day that goes by until they scheduled. Typically when candidates are scheduling interviews, they're not available that same day. Sometimes they're not available the next day because they need to find time in their current work schedules to step out of work and take that interview. Especially if you're doing in-person interviews, they need to factor in commute time. So it takes sometimes a few days of planning in order to get that to get to that point where they can step out of the office to do those interviews. So step eight is completing those second round interviews. Once again, these take time. Second round interviews, I always say you wanna schedule at least an hour, depending on the position, maybe a little longer. Because these are the interviews, not only you're going to go through more interview questions, you're going to get a little more in depth into their experience. There also needs to be some back and forth conversation to really find out, are they the right candidate? You might show them around your office. You might give them a little tour. You might talk more about benefits or those things where it's not just the interview questions. You're providing them more information so they can determine if it's the right job for them and also plenty of time for them to ask questions that they might have. So you want to make sure that you're scheduling enough time so you don't feel rushed for these interviews. Then step nine is you select your new hire. You have to make the decisions here. We'll say step nine and a half is anything additional that you're going to do throughout the hiring process. So if there, are, if you need to do background checks, reference checks, if there needs to be certain testing that's going on, checking about certain certifications, anything like that kind of goes into that selecting your new hire step. So I'll say step nine and a half is there and that takes time. If you're doing reference checks, not everyone's gonna answer the first time you call them. You might have to schedule a meeting to talk to this person. You might have to do three phone calls for them to saying, oh yeah, let me call this person back because those references might be busy. So, and if you're doing a background check, sometimes it takes a while for certain background checks to come back, depending on how the systems are set up with the, um, the places where they've lived before or things like that, because every county is different. All right, so you've made that offer. They say yes. Well, guess what? Now that candidate has to turn in notice. You should expect that every candidate that you go to hire has to give at least a two-week notice. Even if you're hiring a candidate that currently does not have a job, it will at least be one week out before that candidate starts. Do not rush. Do not do anything less than a week. It's at least one week out before that candidate starts. And we'll get into that why in a minute. But at least a two-week notice, some people might request a little bit more. And also you have to factor in, when can you start training this person? You don't want to have them start on a Monday where you're swamped and you're not going to be able to sit down and train them or help them because you're in the middle of like, it's either a really busy day or a really busy week. So you also have to look at your schedule. So it could be two weeks to a month before this team member actually starts. And you don't want to say, no to a great team member just because maybe they need an extra week to give notice. All right. And during that time, when you're waiting for that team member to start, and this is why I say there has to be at least a week, is because you need to prepare for the onboarding of that team member. You need to make sure that their equipment is set up. You need to make sure you have their logins for any systems that you'll be using. You have to make sure you have your training and onboarding plan ready. Because the last thing you want is for a new team member to come in 
and have nothing to do on day one. Meaning that they come in and think, did this company even know I was showing up today? You want them to feel welcome, that you're prepared for them and prepared to help take them from new hire to great hire. So that's a lot of steps. I just went through 11 steps that need to happen in the hiring process. And some of these steps have multiple sub-steps. So it takes time. Just going through each one of those steps takes time. Some will move really quickly. Other ones will feel like you're there for a long time. So this is why it takes six to eight weeks to get good quality hires. If you rush it, chances are you're just putting a butt in a seat versus finding the right long-term team member for you. So hiring takes time. So plan for it. Be proactive. As soon as you start to enter the hiring process, block time on your calendar for potential interviews that then you can open back up if you're not gonna have an interview that day. But hiring takes time and we need to make sure that you're doing your due diligence to find the right person and not rushing through a process just because you needed to hire someone yesterday. And of course, if you don't have all this time, reach out to us here at Growing Your Team. We can help you, whether it's writing your job posts and interview guides for you so that way you don't have to do it, whether it's taking over all of the posting of the jobs, reviewing all the applications, completing first round interviews, handling a lot of your candidate communication throughout the process. We can help you make this process easier for you and your business so that way you can focus on your business needs while someone else is supporting you, encouraging you, or taking over the bulk of your hiring process. So if you're overwhelmed with how long it's gonna take, reach out, let's talk, and let's see how growing your team can support you and making your hiring process easier for you so that way you're really dedicated to getting the right team member and not just wanting it over and selecting anyone who might or might not be a fit. So head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart, jumpstart being all one word, to schedule a call so we can talk about your hiring needs and how we can make this process easier for you.